The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. Good morning. It is time for Cowboys Storyline. I'm Nick Eatman, and it is October 9th, Monday morning. What was that? I, I, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out what happened with the Cowboys and 49ers on Sunday night with the whole world watching, and that was about as Bad as of a, of a game you could possibly have for the Cowboys. And uh, humbling, demoralizing, embarrassing. All of the words have been said. All of them seem to be true. And, you know, it, it was supposed to be a barometer game. And let's let's hope not from the Cowboys standpoint. Because if that's the case, then obviously this is going to be a long season. Uh, this is not the team that, that we thought that they were. Uh, everyone knew this was going to be a tough challenge. Uh, with the 49ers because they, you know, they have had the Cowboys number and they've had everyone's number. They, they've been the best team in the league right now this year. But but to go out and, and play the way they did, um, you know, you, you thought it was going to be a statement game. Let's let's hope, you know, that it, it wasn't. Uh, but let's talk about it. And we know we know how, uh, how we know the drill. 888-855-2297. Um, as the lights went out here uh, a little bit, um, and the lights went out on the Cowboys. Um, the other night or last night uh, as well. So, all right, let's go. Let's go right to the phone line. Uh, Darian in Houston, you're the first caller. Hey, what's up, Nick? Hey, what's up? Not much, man. Look, I'm going to start by saying that I'm with this team for the long haul. They're three and two, and it's a long season. Um, but we got beat up, man. And I, I'm worried about the injuries we sustained more so than the week five loss. Um, and I'm normally somebody that tries to find a way to defend our guys and look for a silver lining, but that loss is as bad as it gets. And people are going to come for Dak and McCarthy, and you know what? Anything they say will probably be warranted, and they're entitled to whatever opinion they have with this group after that showing. But if you come for those guys, you need to come for everyone else. CD could not get open. This O-line did not block well. Tony Pollard, who is now the feature back, you know, this is what people have been asking for. He got stuffed, looked slow, looked like he wasn't running hard. He also fumbled. Michael Parsons no-showed. But I'm glad he got to get his uh, jersey swap with McCaffrey. Um, the D-line got taken out completely, got no pass rush. Secondary got picked apart. And then boneheaded penalties. You know, this team no-showed at every level, and I don't think it was any one person's fault. But to me, there was a singular moment that I feel like this game was lost, and it was right before the two-minute warning in the second quarter. We have the ball down two touchdowns, fourth and two, and they decided to punt the ball. Now, granted, we're at our own 43, Mm -hmm. but not feeling like you could get two yards there so that you could try to score before half and then get the ball back and try to tie this thing up or get get closer showed me that they just didn't have it this week. Um, Anyway, those are my thoughts. What did you think about not going for it there? And then any updates, if you have any on the injuries, would be great. I know it's only like 12 hours after the game, but... Well, anyway, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, uh, for, thanks the, for the time, man. And thank you, Darren. Thanks for the call. Great call, by the way. Um, a lot of hit hit the nail on the head. I think in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I've said this statement before, and it, it holds true in this game. You don't have enough. You don't have enough fingers if you're going to finger point. I mean, you just don't. You can go. You can toe point, finger point, elbow point, whatever. Everybody gets a little bit uh, on this one, uh, and and you know, rightfully so. Um, I agree with you 100% about the fourth and two. 
Um, I tweeted it, I, I, and I, I said something to the point of, you know, this is not, it's not ideal. I mean, you don't want to be going for it here, but being down by 14 points isn't good either. When did you think you're going to get these possessions back? Um, it, it didn't. It, it didn't add up to me. And then the next possession, they, they were calling timeouts and, and and things like that. When I was thinking at that point, let's just get into halftime, you know. Um, but but yeah, just to just to show the team that it's fourth and two, and we 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 can't get these two yards, so we're gonna punt it, and we're gonna hope that our defense makes plays or, or something. But yeah, I thought that was very indicative of the of the entire game. That 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 play right there, that that moment um, where just you just kind of felt like fourteen points felt like twenty eight, and over time it got there. It got to what thirty two. Um, uh, injury wise, um, it's it's a little bit early. Leighton Vander Esch, though, I get the sense that a lot of what we saw was precautionary with his neck injury. Anytime you see any kind of neck stinger, which is what I believe he had, um, they're going to be very very cautious on every player, especially a guy with the, the neck history like Leighton Vander Esch. I think he's going to be okay. That's my my from what I was told. I, I don't think this is going to be a, a serious thing. Um, you know, remember they got a game this week and then the bye that might affect on some of these injuries. Could be a high ankle sprain on on Turpin. He could be a little bit. CJ Goodwin, I know they're looking at his shoulder or arm. Uh, that one might be actually the worst of them all. But um, it, it looked bad with him limping off a lot. But I, I think they're not going to be too bad. When it comes to injuries, again, let's see what happens later in the day with some of these MRIs. Maybe that happened and what McCarthy says in his press conference. All right. Raza in Virginia. Is that how I say that right? Raza? Yeah, yeah, correct. How you doing? Hey, good. Uh, you know, long-time listener. Love your work, Mick. Uh, great Thank to be you. on the show. Thank you. Um, I just want to say, man, I've been a Dak defender his whole career. It's just, I don't know if I could defend him anymore. I just want to uh, get your thoughts on um, why can't we do more of the Texas part of the Texas coast, go back to what was working last year, and uh, do you think somehow, some way, we can just eat Dak's $61 million next year and then just let him play this year and next year and see what Trey Lance has got? Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, I'll listen and, All right. you know, just having a tough time. Hopefully, I know it's a long season, but... yeah. Yeah, well, tough right now. yeah, it is. It is. Um, I, you know, and and Dak, he didn't play well. I mean, at all. He 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 did not. He did not play well. Um, you know, but but again, as the first caller says, I think you know there's there's a lot of reasons for that. A lot of lot, I don't know who did. I really I don't know who played well in the game. I mean, I I know Patrick Walker writes his game breaker story and he puts some guys in there. I I've been, I, I don't know. Who had a great game or even a good game? Um, that offensive line didn't. I mean, that and that and that was a you know Dak wasn't comfortable, and I don't know how he could be. You know, with with that, and I'm not I'm not defending Dak on that. He didn't play well at all. But I mean, the offensive line didn't didn't help much. The receivers, uh, you know, they they didn't do a whole lot for him either. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm just gonna keep it at that right now. You know, I'm not I. I, I said to myself, you know, yeah, last night and, and this morning that we're not going to get into a lot of off-season talk right now. Um, it's just it, the the narrative will will change. It, it it 
that's just that's how this thing goes. I'm not going to sit here and, and, and speculate on on who's going to you know do what with contract wise and all that. I mean, they have to beat the Chargers. That, that's what they have to do. They have to go beat the Chargers, and, and that's you know we'll see how they respond. Um, they've they've responded well to to losses in the last couple of years. That was been well documented. Um, we'll see how they respond to this ass kicking. Basically, um, th- there's no other way to really say it. So. Um, all right, let's go back to the uh, let's go to callers from um, Grapevine, Texas. Tim in Grapevine, Texas. What's up, man? Nick, good morning, sir. Morning. Happy October, man. Hey, um, I'm going to try to stay positive. I want to say one thing and then ask you a question. So, all right, let's. It's it's time. We've had enough sample size. It's time to go ahead and say what McCarthy is. He's he's outdated as a play caller. And, and I hate to be the guy to bash the coach. It's a hard job. But he may have used that year off and became less innovative. And that, and that pains me to say because we do have a lot of talent. I mean, this is a top five roster in the NFL. And last night we were exposed. We were listless. It, it, was, it was a bad performance. And, and, I, and I think the offense is a reflection of McCarthy's thought process and how he wants to attack a defense. And it's just not very good. Yeah. So my question is, what can salvage this season? Is there anything he and Schottenheimer can do in that system to get this train rolling? And I'll hang up. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I you're not wrong on on you know with obviously being frustrated, but also just from what it looks like, it just doesn't look like. Um, it, it was two different offenses what we saw from from the 49ers. I mean, they they're scheming their guys open in, in ways. I mean. You know, the, the goal line play when there's no receivers on the field, it's just, you know, the fullback, you use check, and, you know, he's wide open. I mean, it, it's just, you know, the way that they, they – they, another touchdown that they had, two guys kind of going in the same direction, and then one guy peels off and Kittle's wide open. I mean, I mean, how do you scheme open, like, pro bowlers? You know, but but they do. They, they, they've got it figured out um, just the way they, they, they go in motion. Um I mean, I told this to Derek on the game. I mean, it's a it's it's a borderline false start. I mean, really. I mean, that's that's kind of what it, what it looks like. I mean, I'm not saying that that it's against the rules. I'm just saying the way that they've got their guys going in motion right before the snap like that. It's just very innovative, and and they and they were they were on point. You know, last night for sure. The Cowboys were not. Um, and and yeah, that what what they're gonna do? I mean, they're gonna they're gonna get into the lab and figure it out. I mean, we saw we saw with the with the uh, push play that the Eagles have perfected. You know, we saw that in the game. Like that actually happened. That was their first first down of the game. Was was actually copying what's done around the league. We'll do more of that. More copying. Figure it. Figure out what other other people are doing and and, and install it. Get it in play. I mean, you got a long week. I mean, you, I'm not saying you fix it all in one week, but I mean there are there's different, dip, you know, uh, alterations that that they have to do um, throughout the season. And you know, Dak said it the other day that there's a lot more of this offense that hasn't been revealed. Well, it's time to start throwing some of that out because it, it looked like the 49ers were three steps ahead of the Cowboys in every single way, especially on that defense against the offense. Now, I'll say this. 
the 49ers can do things on defense that other teams can't do really and it's because of their pass rush they have an unbelievable pass rush they don't have to blitz a lot um their linebacker i mean fred warner was the best player on the field i thought and he has been the last couple times they faced the cowboys um their secondary doesn't have to be special because they they, they can play back they can be a little bit more conservative because they know that they have a pass rush up there the cowboys aren't going to see teams like that um you know that much but Still, the difference between what they were and what the 49ers was was astronomical. And so that's the demoralizing part. It doesn't matter if you're going to face teams not as good as that. That was the elite, and the Cowboys were nowhere close to that. So to be the team that they want to be, maybe make it to the um, uh, even make it to the playoffs, that's going to be something that I think that is is in question right now. Because really, when you think about it, what is what is this team? How good are they? Like you really don't know. Um, are they good at all? I mean, you we just don't know that. I mean, I, I their wins against the Giants and Patriots are not impressive, really. I mean, they, yeah, it was one sided, but those teams don't look good at all. The Jets, you know, who knows what the Jets really are right now? It's hard to, to kind of figure them out. They, they, I guess, they did win yesterday, but. Um, but you know, but the Cardinals aren't going to be a good team and, and you couldn't beat them. And then of course, you, you know, you had a chance to kind of send a message and, and show the world what kind of, what kind of team the Cowboys really were. And they, they laid an egg, uh, they laid several of them. All right. Uh, Travis in San Antonio, our next call, Travis. Hey, how's it going, Nick? Good. How are you? Uh, this is one of those could be better days, yeah. but, um, I mean, it's a long season, like the other caller said. There's still a lot of football to be played, so things can change. Um, or, you know, narratives can change by the end of the year. But I do, I have to, like the other caller said, the same thing. And I've been, I know we're not going to get, you don't want to get too much into offseason talk, yeah. but I couldn't watch the game last night and not think, like, I don't know why I got there, but I was just thinking about Dax agent, and I was just like, if you don't get to an NFC championship game or change the narrative, there's no way that he can, that agent can walk into Jerry's office and you don't, you just say, this is what we want without going really like yeah. this game. I mean, there's, there's no, there's no way you can't. And I, now there's plenty of blame to go around. However, you just, we just know like the way that it works. Like you're, you, you're not going to pay that guy $60 million. It's just not, not going to happen. And what's worse than that, the thing that was more disheartening than the injuries and all that was Micah's comments. I just were like out of left field. I didn't I didn't understand his comments as far as he was saying like we basically were on par with them, um, but we just got outplayed. I just those comments were actually more of a red flag to me than anything. So I just want to see what you thought about his comments. Yeah. And, uh, have a great week. Thank you. I you know I, I was. Kind of bouncing around in the locker room, uh, trying to listen to, you know, they have four or five guys talking at, at once sometimes. And so, you know, you, you I was listening to some. I know we had uh, another uh, one of our writers in there. But I did, I heard some things like that. And I also heard, like, this is a blessing, you know, a game like this is a blessing. And I was like, I it felt like a curse. I mean, it didn't feel like a blessing. I, I, I I, I didn't hear all of the comments that he was making. I did read that one though, the one you, you're talking about, about basically saying that we, you know, they 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 got this one, but but we feel like it's about the same. I mean, I think you do that when when you lose in overtime. 
You know, and maybe you do that last year in last year's game. I could see a comment like that in last year's game. I thought the Cowboys were right there with them. I thought they had some some unfortunate, you know, uh, things, uh, bad breaks um, that happened in the game last year that you could kind of say that. And it got me thinking that going into this game that, you know, the Cowboys were right there. That's why I picked them to win. I didn't feel great about it, but I, 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 I picked them to win because I said, you know what? They were there last year. Um, they, they could have won that game. They've gotten, you know, they've done things to make this better, a better football team. But what's happening is, is I don't know if they are better. They don't look better than they did last year. I mean, this team, now the defense, you know, the defense plays really well, but you know, they can't keep sustaining injuries. I mean, let's face it. The Trayvon Diggs injury was really hurt. It hurts this team. I mean, well, of course it does. He's a all-pro corner. And we saw it in the game last night when you're going up against a, a team that has a lot of weapons. I mean, you have to match them with, with the defensive playmakers. And so, yeah, Bland and, and Gilmore are good. But, I mean, they, they were good for two and three on your depth chart, not not necessarily one and two. And so that that's that's something that's not going to get fixed. I mean, they got to get better than that. But, um, yeah, I'm just – I'm. I'm just not here for the DAC talk right now in the long term. I mean, just because that's not – it isn't long term. It isn't long term. Unless you're calling me. If you're going to call and say, hey, Cooper Rush should start Monday night against the Chargers, then say that because that's kind of where we are. We're still early October. That's what this is. This is not a January conversation. And 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 because and I know how this goes. You, you, I'm not ducking the question – but if Dak goes out and plays lights out against against the Chargers or, or any other game, and they win some games and they start, you know, getting this thing rolling, and and no one's going to be saying that as much. It's like, well, maybe they should do this and this. Maybe they'll work with them. I mean, because we got too much football to go to be talking about things that aren't going to be changing right this second. So I think we need to figure out and focus on the stuff that could be changing. All right, um, Fernando in Miami. Fernando, next caller. Hey, Dick, thank you for taking my call. I think I know what could change everything here. Okay. I'm, I'm 58 years old. Okay. I've been watching the Cowboys. I think my, my first time with the Cowboys was in 75. I got through the 80s, the 90s, and now. I think what's killing us in the red zone during the game, this thing that we draft tackles and we try to turn them into guards. You've got Tyler Smith, who's blocking guys that are 240, 250. He's a tackle, and he's doing the pancakes on them. Now we're like, oh, this guy could do this. They'll go block uh, Sue, you know, who's 330, and he can't do it. And that's the thing. They get Hafeem Richards. Oh, let's try him at guard. When you're a guard, you're a guard. When you're a tackle, you're a tackle. It's different body types. you got to be able to move your feet. I think that's why we're not blowing holes open. We can't get in the red zone. We're having problems. It's turn- changing players. To, you know, to do that. I mean, I think it's horrible. Draft the guard and draft the tackle. They did that in the 90s. They didn't get Eric Williams and try to make him a guard. You know, it was, you're a tackle, you're a tackle, you're a guard, you're a guard. The backups were guards and the backups were tackles. It wasn't this flip-flop thing they got going now. That's why they can't run the ball. And that's it. What do you think? Uh, I I don't necessarily agree with that part about I mean I mean comparing him to the '90s I mean J- Nate Newton was a tackle and they made him a guard they drafted Larry Allen as a tackle and he's a guard I mean 
I think if you can block, you can block. I mean, I, I really do. I, I There is more to it than that. And I'm not just saying, I mean, there's a reason why Zach Martin doesn't want to play tackle. He wants to play guard. I mean, it's not the same position. I understand that. But I'm, I don't look at this game. I don't look at the game and go, man, they need to move Tyler Smith out to tackle. You know, he's not getting it done. I, again, there's just not enough fingers to go around. Um that offensive line, though, wasn't, I mean, it wasn't blocking. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, the offensive line, it didn't, it, it wasn't what we were hoping for. We were like, oh, we got these five guys. They're all back. They're ready to go. Um, it it certainly wasn't what, what they expected. Um, I can't go with you there on, on just the Tyler Smith part. Um, I think he's been really good at guard this season. Um, he wasn't. I, I haven't looked at the tape to go, he wasn't good, but nobody was. I mean, nobody was moving the ball. No, Nobody nobody blocked. Nobody ran well. They, I mean, Dak didn't have a good game at all. Dak did not play well. He knows that. He said that. The receivers weren't getting open. Um, I mean, just, you can go down the line. I mean, I'll be, I'll be done with the show if I go through every single person out there, you know. Uh, it just it was it was as bad as it gets. It was as bad as it gets, and and the 49ers were just flawless, and the Cowboys just couldn't do anything right. And you add that up, and you get you get a 42 to 10 blowout win, uh, like like they got. All right, got a couple of questions here. Text questions. This is JD from North Carolina. Was there an injury to Dax throwing hand? TV suggested there was one. I think he got a cut on his middle finger and that's what it was i mean he 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 dismissed it afterwards he said well you know the touchdown the touchdown came after that you know so you know i mean that that was that i, I don't think it, it mattered too much i mean i'm sure, certainly when you're holding the football and you you don't want to have tape on there but um i don't i don't think it affected too many things he's he didn't he didn't say that he downplayed that for sure all right uh let's go back to the line brian in kansas city Brian, you're next. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, Brian. Well, you know, to borrow from uh, the old Belichick line, we're on to the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you know the the last caller. I I do agree that we I I 100 all night thought we lost the game in the trenches, and that's I'm an older guy. I'm 56. I've been watching the Cowboys forever, and I'm kind of the Parcells era, you know, everything is won and lost in the trenches kind of thinking. Mm -hmm. And I 100% thought we lost the game in the trenches. No, uh, at no point did our defensive line look intimidating and our offensive line just, just looked out of sync. So that was my yeah. thoughts while I was listening to the last guy. So, you know, here's where I'm at with, with, with what's going on now is very quickly after having two really surprisingly bad losses to, you know, it, you know, the, the Niners, not that we couldn't lose to them, but in the way we did and just losing to Arizona period, I, I think we're going to hear a lot of this person's on the hot seat, whoever yeah. it is, you know, whether it's McCarthy, Dak, right. you know, it, the people that get the blame when, when, when these things happen and, you know, they, they can respond and, you know, pull out with a couple of good games and maybe that'll quiet it. But I think that's kind of where we're at right now. And you hope for the best, but you know, that's that they put on some, the, the tape from these two games that, that they lost was just awful. 
And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll try to clean it up, come back on Monday night and see what we can do. Right. And uh, not overreact. I, I lived through the 89 season, and that was as bad as it gets. So, yeah. anyway, as those are my thoughts, brother. I hope yeah. you have a good week. Thanks for taking the call, man. Thank you, Brian. Um, you know, and, and let's let me go back to the last caller as well, though. I mean, like, I don't disagree with you about the offensive line and the and and getting beat in the trenches. I mean, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not trying to dismiss what you're saying about about the uh, you know needing to make a change there. And and it starts it starts you know in the line. I mean, because they they did not they did not block up front. The running game is is was non-existent. You know, Tony Pollard, he he doesn't look the same as as you know, and 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 this is not a it should not be a surprise because I mean I heard Skip Pete, the former running backs coach, say this multiple times in the last two years. Like it's not it's it needs to be Zeke and then Pollard. It's not just a it's not I mean Pollard will not be as effective. If you make him the lead running back, that's what that's what he said over and over, and we're kind of seeing it now. I mean, he it, it's it's different when you're taking all of the hits and not just the hits with the ball, but having to step up and and block and do all those things. I mean, it's a wear and tear on your body that that his body just doesn't look like it, it would hold up. And he he's never been that guy. Even in high school, he split carries. He split carries at Memphis. He split carries, you know, early in his career here. So it's uh he you know he he probably needs to split more carries but but the running the holes really weren't there even the ones that Rico Dowdle was trying to run through I mean like he was running through people and and there's just they're just not schemed up and and have these wide open gaping holes it's not it's not there and so the often it, when when the changes you know this week when they're trying to correct things offensive line's got to be right there uh, with everything else. All right, let's take a break real quick. We'll come right back on Cowboy Storyline. I do have a couple of callers already on the line. We'll be right back here, Cowboy Storyline. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a soldier to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say, give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks girl, better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper 
is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back, back to Cowboys Storylines. Welcome back. Yeah, Cowboys Storyline here, second half of the show, and you can just kind of hear it in the voices of the of the callers. Uh, and that was a tough one. You know, I appreciate you guys calling though. I appreciate you guys trying to figure this out. You know, it's 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 not easy. Um those you know, I did not expect to be done with my column at the end of the game uh, last night. I thought, you know, usually it was going to be one of those last-second things. You ride on the plane and all that, but felt like a preseason game from the standpoint of being able to be finished because it didn't take long to, to, to really get the story of, of the game. Um, and, and the 49ers just just outclassed them in every way. I mean, they just were so so much better and, and – uh, you know, it's back to the drawing board now. I mean, it should be at least uh, to try to figure out how to how to fix this this issue. All right. Uh, let me before we go to the calls, I do have a couple of co- uh, text questions. Nine one five area code. It says, does moving the pocket help Dak and the offense maybe getting more play action in the game plan? Um, but you know, the the play action works when you run. I mean, like when, when you could run the ball and then teams are kind of worried about your run and, and then they suck down, you know, the, the safeties and linebackers to make sure and stop that, and that's where you go play action. But if you're not running the football, they're not worried about your play fakes. And there was times in the game where I thought Dak is over here faking too long. Like, like start throwing it because Bosa's like right behind you. Like, what are you, why are you, you know, still trying to run a fake when the, the running back's not even, not even there anymore. And so uh, I, I think that that part needs to get cleaned up, but I mean, it, it does start with running the football. All right. Uh, next caller, Rob in Vegas, Rob, what's up? Hey, Nick. Hey. So let's talk about Cooper Rush because I think he's a better fit for this offense. You know, okay. the thing that we kept saying what separates them as well, Dak, is much more mobile. No, he's not. Dak doesn't move anymore. Dak doesn't run. I think Cooper Rush is, would be better mentally for this offense, and I think he has a better arm. I mean, you're asking Dak to be a game manager. He used to be a, an athletic quarterback, and he regressed. He looks like a shot fighter. I mean, he, he totally went back to the old Dak when the heat was on, just throwing the ball up three picks, and they weren't even, you know, sometimes I give the quarterback, you know, that, that's not on quarterback. Those were bad picks. So I think Cooper Rush would be a better fit. He was a great game manager last year, and he went, I believe, four and one. So, but they're not going to do that, of course, because they're paying Dak way too much money. But I, I do think Cooper Rush would be a better fit. I, and, I, and I think McCarthy has no confidence in Dak. That's why he calls the game the way he does. And I got to tell you, the guy that I'd lost a lot of, you know, is from Micah Parsons. What do you do in exchanging jerseys at the end of the game when you just got killed 42 to 10? And those comparisons to LT, they need to stop right now. Because the difference is LT played the run, the pass, 
played everything, and he would build his players up. If you watch Micah Parsons yesterday, he was disinterested after the first quarter. It's like if he's not getting to the quarterback and he's not crawling on the ground, he doesn't want to do any of that other stuff. He doesn't want to play the run. He doesn't want to get beat up. And I understand he's too small. So they've either got to play him at linebacker or he's got to gain 30 pounds if he's going to be on the line. But doing this to him right now, because I'm sure next week they're going to do the same thing. They're going to run right at him. The Cardinals ran right at him. And that's what teams are going to do. They're not going to let him chase them down. So the Cowboys need to figure out what they're going to do with Mike Pope. But he needs to he needs to grow up and stop with the podcast and the exchange of jerseys. Bro, you just got dominated in front of millions of people. Yeah, show some pride. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, let's uh, thanks for the call. Uh, the, the jersey thing. Let's let's not just single him out. Okay, Luke Schoonmaker was walking off with a red jersey hanging off his shoulder. They all do it. Okay, they all do it, and uh, I don't necessarily understand it or agree with it. I feel like if you you can you know you can get jerseys. You guys get jerseys all the time. You guys get jerseys in different ways. I don't know why it has to be right then in the game, um, and and. That's just that's just the nature of it. If fans actually saw and knew how things went, like after the game and on the plane and stuff like that, they you know there would be a lot of guys even more upset than than, than what it is because the players are built differently when it comes to that. So um, I I don't necessarily agree with it. I think it looks bad. I think it's a terrible look. I saw it against Arizona when um, Chuma Idoga did not have a good game at all. And walking off with a red jersey, and and you just kind of, you know, it, it, it's it's different. But that's 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 a players are built differently that way. You can't get into into the mind of that. Uh, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna single out anybody because that's how a lot of them are. Um, Micah, though, I mean, he, I don't care about the podcast. I don't care about all that stuff. I mean, he's got to play better though. That he's got to play better. He he can't sit there. And talk about wanting to be why is you know why he's not uh, getting mentioned for MVP instead of Defensive Player of the Year. I mean he's he's talked about that kind of stuff. I mean the Defensive Player of the Year might have been playing last night. I mean there's no doubt about it. I mean Fred, Fred Warner was was unblock he unblockable. I mean he he set the tone. He reminded me of Troy Polamalu back in the day when he was just everywhere. He was running. He was stopping the runs, pass everything. Um, but. But to go back to the main thing that 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 Rob said was Cooper Rush, he, you know, and that's and that's the thing. If you're gonna if you're gonna come in and and talk about Dak, I mean, that's that's the option. If you want to say that, I'll, I'll put you down. I'll write you down for that. I don't think they're gonna make that change, um, but that's you know that's what what would have to happen is they're gonna have to go and 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 put a, a different quarterback in. And I don't know if it would be Cooper Rush. I don't know if it would be Trey Lance. Um, I don't think they're ready to make that that move. Uh, I think you need to see some uh, consistency in a bad way of, of of this being more of a pattern to to make that change. But um, but but certainly you know, and I think it, before McCarthy starts pulling, you know, the quarterback and all that, I think that they need to 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 fix the offense as well, like fix the play call, change that up. You might see that change maybe. Maybe you see a change in play callers. Um, something's got to happen, though. You can't just get beat 42-10 to 10 in, in the biggest early test of the season and say, oh, well, you know, we'll do better next week. I mean, better better will we'll, we'll get you beat by 20, okay? I mean, you got beat by 32. It needs to be appreciably better. It needs to be – there needs to be some changes here. 
I think the bye week's going to come at the right time. Um, maybe maybe the Cowboys can can do some of those um, big changes in in that time. All right, uh, Andrew in Colorado. Andrew, what's up? Hey, good morning, Nick. Long time mm-hmm. listener, uh, first time caller. Thank um, you. I've always kind of been a uh, you know Dak apologist. I heard Nick Harris said on Talking Cowboys this morning, and um, you know I am kind of agreeing with him. But our mindset is kind of changing in regards to can Dak actually do this. However, I don't think they set him up for success last night. And my observation being, you got you got to get Dak on the move, um, but with the play call. Um, I think he was staying alongside, hugging the line of scrimmage, you know, trying to make that play, look downfield, other stuff. Just, just take a run, take three, take four, you know, keep those um, down the distance and manageable positions. Because I also hear from other folks on other shows too, saying like this whole West Coast offense is predicated on short yardage. So keep it short, you know, take what the defense gives you, you know, get those first down opportunities and keep the ball moving. I see other quarterbacks across the league do it, you know, um, run, take what they get and then keep the down and distance short. Right. Um, And then my question to you um, is this feels very, very similar to 2018 when the Cowboys traded for uh, Amari Cooper, Um, not because we're in lack of a passing game right now, but just, we need a splash change something up with the pieces that we have currently on the defensive side of the ball. Even though we're missing Trayvon Diggs, we still got talent. Does that feel like we're there quite yet? Could we be there soon, maybe during the bye week? What do you think? Thanks, man. Thank you. Um, you know, I mean, I, they're always gonna gonna say that they'll they'll be looking for trades or looking for you know to try to help the team, and and so they'll have their eyes open for for situations like that. Um, I'd be careful doing that though, just because. Um, it needs, you know, if you're going to do a trade, you need to trade for someone that, that is going to be a part of this team for a while because, you know, that that's what happened. You know, they traded for Amari Cooper, but they, you know, they 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 kept saying, well, he's 24 years old, so he's going to be here, but he was only here for what three three seasons or so. So you you've got to make sure that you know you have a lot of holes to fill. Uh, you got to keep getting better, and and so you're going to have to probably trade, you know, a draft pick or, or two. To get somebody like a splash that you say, um, I, you know, your other part of the call about you know the, the this offense Texas Coast keeping it short, you know, against the 49ers, you've got to have guys that can break tackles though because three yard passes are have to go. I mean, it has to go get ten yards. You can't just throw it three yards and just and get tackled at the line of scrimmage, mean, tackled right there on the spot, and expect to do anything. In a big example to that was the one that one of the previous callers talked about the fourth and two before halftime, the two minute warning where the Cowboys decided not to go for it. Well, before that, it was third and five or third and six, and Dak threw underneath to Ferguson. You know, he kind of rushed it and he threw it underneath. Ferguson caught it, was caught, was tackled immediately, and you know he, they're not throwing it at the sticks. And so that play call to me suggested that, okay, you're going to try to get a little bit so you can have a more manageable fourth down. But then when you go and punt, it doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, so they they are lacking some playmakers. They, they and, and I thought that that was going to be something that would be addressed from last year, but that was a huge difference in the game. They, they, they had... They don't have the type of playmakers um, that that they they need to compete in a game like that to help your quarterback throw the ball, turn around, make some plays. I mean, the way that this offense is designed and the way Dak is playing, 
Um, he definitely needs more help, and he's not getting it. So um, it's a big problem. I mean, this seems like a chicken and egg type of thing, really. Is it, is it the playmakers? Or is it Dak? Is it the play calling? Is it is it both? I mean, it's it's, it's a, there's a lot going on here. All right, uh, Ron, uh, Ronnie in New Jersey. Is that right, Ronnie? Yes, sir. What's yes, up, man? Sir. How you doing, Nick? I'm good. Thanks for calling. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, Nick, uh, first thing, uh, I called last week and I, I asked Darren Woodson about uh, okay. who the offensive line had to be, had to have that mentality, and he said Tyron Smith. I believe Tyron Smith played well last night. I saw him play, and he played well. Now, Tyler, he got beat on one play. Like, everybody's calling saying, oh, Tyler, you know, got to make a guard, a guard, a tackle, a tackle. No, man. Tyler had one bad play. Uh, now, the other tackle, he got beat a few times. But the O-line, from what I heard, this was the first week they've been together in two years. Two years. So, with that, the more they play together, the better they're going to get. But um, 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 Dak, Dak, I don't agree with you when you said that uh, if he comes out and plays lights out for the next few weeks and has great games, we're all on the bandwagon again. I don't believe it because all year he just hasn't been – he's been throwing bad throws. He's been lucky that they haven't been catching the ball. The other teams, they just have – they dropped the ball a few times. He's been making the same mistakes that the 49ers always – seem to expose him on that's that's my opinion Dak is who he is now playmakers that's what you said we had i mean everybody said we had when we got uh the wide receiver they're just not using him the right way they're not using this whole offense the right way that's what i see what do you think well i mean thank you for uh, taking my call thanks for the call i mean uh yeah i don't know if if they're if they're getting open you know and uh the right way um but but there are some throws that that the Cowboys just don't make. I mean that that Dak doesn't make that they don't call. Um, you know you, you watch the game and you see what Purdy you see some of the the plays that Purdy throws. You know deep deep crossing routes over the middle. That's not this offense. Um, and and maybe it would be with a different quarterback. I'll, I I I don't know that. All I'm saying is is that they, those are certain throws they don't they don't even attempt. Um, but you know like Cooks was here so he could be. Uh, you know, a speed guy, and and here he is. I mean, they get him on a mismatch with, with Fred Warner, who's doing everything, but he can't run with with Brandon Cooks, and Cooks runs right by him, and Dak throws it to the cheerleaders. I mean, like that's that that was a huge moment in the game. It was one of my five plays that I that I pointed out is that you finally you schemed it up where you could get your guy on there on a linebacker. And he's running free down the field, and you don't even give him a chance. Um, that one was huge. There's 53 yards of field, and 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 you don't give him any of that, and you throw it out of bounds. I thought that one was a huge miss, miss opportunity uh, in the game uh, for for Dak. But I mean, my my point is is that is that I I don't think that you're going to be sitting here talking about contract if he if he does play well if he if he plays like we've seen him play like it's don't act like we, he doesn't play well like 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 he hasn't had these moments so um my point is that there's a lot of season left 
a lot of seasons. There's 12 games to go. And so what we think things are going to be right now, it's going to be different. It's going to be different later on in the year. Let's let it play out. There's no reason to sit here and talk about contracts at, at this moment. If you're going to talk about changing the quarterback, then fine. Say that, which one of the callers did. But I, I as for like how, how things are going to be in January, I just don't think we're there for that. All right, uh, Blake in Phoenix. Blake, what's up? Hi, uh, this, this might be a little repeat after uh, the last few calls. That's all right. But, but uh, yeah, but I, I was kind of just going to see what you thought about the TV situation just because it's been three years of, of being decent but not good enough. Granted, last year I know the statistics were good on paper, but then we go to the SF game and it's a completely different story. You know, we've changed the offensive coordinator. You know, we've put a bunch of talent. Zeke's gone now, too. You know, we're supposed to have two, a decent running back with rotation, right? Um, and then it's like we still – are not able to beat these like top teams, um, and so I just was curious, like like how you think that um, reflects Dak, um, and and just his do you think his play style fits the West Coast kind of scheme? I guess. Yeah, that's a that's a tough question to answer right now. You know, because it it's still. You know, it's still early enough in this season where it's kind of it's it's just tough to figure out what what his style is compared to what it's been in the past i mean i i I don't i don't have a great answer for you i really don't i mean i I know this offense is struggling um it's struggling to move the ball you know you can you can blame every area uh you can blame the, the the receivers the runners the offensive line dak um tight ends you know like they 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 just don't seem to have anything that they can just kind of lean on and um and and when it comes to the offense and i know that was a question that was asked in the in the locker room a couple of times about offensive identity what's the identity and all that and uh you know i it just it they just don't have something that you can say all right get the ball to pollard and let him do his thing or get the ball get dak on the move or you know, like what what is it? And, and and that was going back to the callers before about fourth and two. They just don't have a play for it. You know, they didn't have a play for it, and that that right there kind of shows that you know it, it was a, it was an uphill battle for sure. All right, let me get one more caller in, and we'll finish the show. Uh, Sam in Philly. Sam, what's up, man? You there? Nope. Hanging up. That's okay. Hello. Here he is. Here he is. Hey Sam. Hello. Hey Sam. Hey, going, man. Yo, I don't know what all this like, what all this talk is about Dak. This is what Dak was was going to be, dude. He was drafted in the fourth round. His best attribute was supposed to be running the ball. That's how he got to the NFL. Nobody wanted him in the first three rounds. This is why. And now we're seeing because he doesn't run anymore. He snapped his ankle. He doesn't do that anymore. So this is what you get now. You can change everything around. They've been changing things around him this whole time, and it's still the same thing. He doesn't get rid of the ball fast enough. He's, he doesn't know what he, he doesn't know what he's looking at. That's what it looks like on TV. It looks like he doesn't know what he's looking at. So <laughs> it's frustrating, dude. Yeah. Like they need to start looking for a new quarterback. I'm sorry to say that, dude. The defense got deflated. They're on the field all night. You're the first like two quarters on the field all night. They can't get a first down. Yeah. And they're an emotional defense. They're a bunch of emotional guys on defense. If they see that things aren't going right, they shut down too. And that's a problem too. But I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, 
that's that's it in a nutshell i mean that's that's it that's the, i mean and i say that like from a caller standpoint that's what monday morning feels like after 42 to 10 and i bet you sam and philly have to be in philly is not a is not a great place to be uh being a cowboy fan uh, in philly especially after a game like this um you know i don't know if they're looking for another quarterback um they probably I, I'm not going to say that they are. I'm just saying that they all they're all you're always looking for that. You're always looking for your next move. You're always trying to trying to, to figure that out. So um, I don't think those are conversations necessarily that we ha- that are having right now. But but um, yeah, I mean, you have to you have to look look down the, the line. And I know I said we're not going to sit here and talk about it, but th- that's not for us to do. I mean, the, the, the decision makers are the ones that, that, are, that need to talk about that. And but they were, more than anything, they need to figure out how to fix it for right now. Fix, fix this thing. Turn it around. Figure out how to, how to go beat the Chargers uh, in in seven days. Now you know next Monday. Uh, you got to go. You got to go win that game. You got to go. You made the decision to not have Kellen Moore and, and, and call the plays, and now he's calling the plays with the Chargers, and you're calling the plays here, and it's not working out. And guess what? You get to play him, and we get to talk about it on Monday night, and that's what's going to happen. And 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 so you know this was a barometer game, and the Cowboys failed. Well, they got another one coming up here right before the bye because you go lose to the Chargers and we have to sit and talk about it for 14 days there's going to be some there will be some changes after that so I don't know if last night's game was the biggest game of the year I think this one might be though this one might be way bigger than that because if the Cowboys are anything close to the team they want to be they need to figure out how to get up dust themselves off get that it's not even a bloody lip I mean they got a lot of bumps and bruises from last night Figure that out and go and go beat the, the the Chargers and go you know win win a game up there. If they can do that, then then you know it, it, it might it might save the season. But as it stands right now, this was a terrible loss. You guys, I appreciate all the callers that that called in today. Uh, not feeling good this Monday morning, and they really shouldn't. But um, again, long season. We'll see if they if the Cowboys have what it takes to to turn this thing around. All right. We're going to turn this around, too. The Cowboys break will be coming. It's going to be interesting to hear what what they say. Uh, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, But we'll see you tomorrow on Cowboys Storyline. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?